Hi, I'm Ben Pilgreen, lead pastor of Epic Church in San Francisco, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. Our vision here is to see an increasing number of people in San Francisco orient their entire lives around Jesus. But whether you're listening in from the city that we love here by the bay or wherever you might happen to be in the world today, I want you to know that I'm excited about what God is doing in your life and what he's doing in our Epic Church community. I hope you'll find this message encouraging and that it will inspire you to take your next steps along your faith journey. Good morning. That was awesome. My exposure to the Holy Spirit looks a lo- looked a lot like a, a bag of nuts, bolts, and screws that come with a piece of furniture to assemble. You know how you always end up, the company sends you a few extras? Well, the Holy Spirit was an extra for much of my life. But as I have learned more, I've come to depend on the Holy Spirit more in my life, specifically in two areas. One, in how I read the Bible during the week, and two, in how I engage with other people. In how I read the Bible during the week, do you realize that when we read the Word of God, we can invite the Holy Spirit to help us understand what it is that we're reading? I look at it this way. Scripture with the Holy Spirit is like having the author read his own audiobook with commentary. Think about that. And then when it comes to engaging with people, this includes our marriage, our parenting, friendships, and relationships. I believe that Jesus is the very best part of my life. Do you? And when that truth is loud and clear, I'm less afraid. Now, I didn't say I'm not afraid. I'm less afraid to talk about Jesus with other people. I am learning how to live with the energy and under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And I still have a long way to go and a lot to learn. But I want to show it to you this way in the message translation of Galatians 5. This will be on the screen, and also we use the YouVersion app, and you can go to the Epic app and be able to track with the message today. But Galatians says this, Live freely, animated, and motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? But what happens when we live God's way? Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, let us make sure that we do not hold it as just as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. I love that. Work out its implications in every detail of our lives. As I speak today on the topic of the Holy Spirit at work in us, Monday through Saturday, I have three questions. Who me? How do I utilize the Holy Spirit in this city? And then do I really believe anything is possible with God? Who me? If the Holy Spirit lives inside Christians, shouldn't he be easy to see? Okay, Sundays seem like an automated, yes, of course, he should be easy to see here at a place like church. But what happens Monday through Saturday in the lives of Christians who have the Spirit living inside us? Many Christians, I believe, receive Christ for salvation, but like most things in life, we get what we want out of it and move on. We are living a half-hearted Christianity 
if we are living for only what we get out of it. But when the Holy Spirit is unleashed in our lives, he brings us completely and wholeheartedly to life. Imagine if all you did was breathe in. We're going to try it. Just breathe in. Everybody go. Okay, breathe out. It's impossible. We cannot just breathe in. We don't get to tell our lungs to work. Only God does. That is spiritual energy. That is spiritual energy. It's the Hebrew word ruach. So what do we do Monday through Saturday? Ruach. Say that. Yes. We breathe in the Holy Spirit. We breathe out the Holy Spirit. Or we breathe in flesh and breathe out flesh when we're not walking in the Spirit. And that's what Ben talked about last week. There are only two options. I want you to picture this in John 20, 21, and 22. Jesus has died, he has risen, and he is back reunited with his disciples. And this is what he tells them. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he, Jesus, Ruhad, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus' plan for his followers has always been to send us out with the Holy Spirit. This is not something that's just for super Christians. John 7, 37 and 38, it says everyone who believes in Jesus receives the Holy Spirit. This is true. The Holy Spirit is a part of our day. He walks with us, yes, here in San Francisco. But it starts inside of you, and it starts inside of me. Now, I know that is a very scary place for the Holy Spirit to invade and set up shop. I get it. But he has people that he wants you to see. He has conversations that he wants you to be a part of. And he has encounters that he wants you to step into. Now, by now in this series, if you've been tracking with us, we all can attest that the Holy Spirit is not a third wheel. He is our guide. Recently, Ben and I were on the road to Hana, which means you need a car. And if you refuse to get a car, you're still sitting in a very expensive rental car these days in the Maui airport. But we downloaded this amazing app called the Gypsy app. I don't know if you've heard of it, but if you go, you want the Gypsy app. It links to your GPS. So as you drive, he tells you where to turn, he tells you the five must-see places. He tells you where to even stop and get coffee, when to look out the right and see the waterfalls, and when to slow down on the 59 one-way bridges on the road to Hana. So the question, who me? Yes, you. You are the car. You are the vehicle by which the Spirit navigates. You move and act. It's the Spirit who tells you where to go what to avoid, what to say. But just like almost every app, there is a little X in the bottom right-hand corner. And at any time we got tired of hearing the guy's voice, we could turn him off. The same is true with the Holy Spirit. We can easily turn off the voice of the Holy Spirit and do our own thing and go our own way. But I believe that the more we trust in him, the more we want him in charge. The Holy Spirit is not an extra. You are not an extra. 
the Holy Spirit plus you is what is needed in the city Monday through Saturday. Okay, so how do I utilize the Holy Spirit in this city? The encounter that I want us to read today is found in Acts 3, 1 through 10. And as we stand together to honor God's word, you can go ahead and do that. Everything in the word of God is true. Everything. It happened. We can count on it. And in this particular story, it takes place in a city. There are homeless beggars around. It's three in the afternoon, and two Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit are about to have a moment. Acts 3, 1 through 10. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And when they were filled with wonder, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. You can be seated. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, keep teaching us. We open ourselves to what you want to say specifically to us this morning. Make us aware. Help us to believe in you. And then would you give us the courage to live out what you are calling us to do today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can imagine that this created quite a stir. If you like to binge watch Netflix, then you're going to want to binge read the book of Acts later on today. Because in chapter 4, Peter and John are brought in to recall what had just happened to the religious leaders. And then they say more because then they want to explain who Jesus is. And then later on in chapter 4, the people, after they had heard the story, they recognized Peter and John as just being ordinary, unschooled men who had been with Jesus. Does anyone else feel unqualified at times when it comes to the Christian faith? But with time with Jesus and the Spirit being active in our lives, not only does it change us, but it leads to change in other people. All the good that is inside of us, God put there. When we put it to use with our own strength, and with our own will and our determination, it is a striving after the wind. Sure, it looks really shiny and impressive to this world who is into shiny and impressive. But what if we joined God in what he wants to do here? In this really small book, Why We Live in Community, Eberhard Arnold, and this was, um, he was alive during World War I times, he wrote this. The spirit enters into a community when... Through its members' common yearning, 
the community opens itself and makes itself ready to be spirit-driven. I could almost feel that when we were singing that last song here in this room, that common yearning. And this is going to look different for all of us because we have different past and different stories and different families and different gifts. But we have one faith and one God and one spirit and one baptism of us all. The Holy Spirit is vastly creative, church, vastly creative. He just needs us to be open and aware to believe and to be courageous. And like those in the Bible, the Holy Spirit gave them the words to say. Language and culture are not barriers when the Holy Spirit is at work. In fact, nothing is a barrier when the Holy Spirit is at work. Now, a lot can feel scary, yes, but the Spirit has been in the world since its existence. He has seen everything, and He is above everything. I've got more good news. We don't even have to speak with polished speech. In fact, it actually takes a spotlight off Jesus Christ. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 1.17, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. This means, Christian parents, you have what's needed to talk to your kids about Jesus. Christian neighbor, you have what you need to start a conversation in your neighborhood. Christian worker, you have what it takes to have a conversation with your coworkers. Here at Epic, we're big fans of the Jesus Storybook Bible, particularly in our family ministry. The author of that is Sally Lloyd-Jones. Her father, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, wrote this and said this about the book of Acts. He said, go through Acts and in every instance where we are told either that the Spirit came upon those men or that they were filled with the Spirit, you will find that it was in order to bear a witness or a testimony. Peter and John, it says that they could not help but speak about what they had seen and heard. Let the story speak for itself. I believe that Sundays are for swapping stories. And that Monday through Saturday are for stepping into those stories. You see, after Peter and John gave a, an account of what had happened to the religious leaders, they go back to their people. They go back to other believers. It's like they go back to church. And they share their story. And when they do, everyone began to praise God. Our stories erupt in praise for other people. That's because when they all got back together, the rest of the people began to pray that they too would have the boldness to speak. In Acts 4.31, it says this, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Now, I'll be honest, in getting ready to teach today, I faced a little bit of this fear of rejection from you. Now, it's not, I know you love me. There is no question about that. I know you love me. But what if I sound crazy when I share this? What if this just sounds like ridiculous talk in 2021? I get why the Israelites backed away from the presence of God and just told Moses, hey, you go on, you go have the conversation with God. We're just going to stay out here. 
So I have to ask you, do you want to know about God or do you want to know God? Do you just want religion? Do you just want to tap into the easy to understand and easy to follow parts? Or do you really want to know what it looks like to utilize the Holy Spirit here in this city? I believe this is a word from the Lord. If it is an open door, go in. If it is a closed door, pray. Regardless, a spirit-filled life is an active life because prayer is active. The story I want to share with you right now, I don't share because I've got it figured out. I share because I am figuring it out right here with you all, literally on this block. When we moved here, I thought I had a decent prayer life, but as I learned to, I learned to prayer walk really out of fear. And if you've lived here for a day, that you, you get that, you get that. You've, you've, you've voiced those prayers. Well, on this particular day, I'm in between meetings, and I had crossed through the intersection of Mission and Fourth, and I heard loud noises, which doesn't shock us, but it, it should sadden us. We, we don't need to be okay with this, right? So as I get over to the sidewalk, I look, and I see a man dragging a blanket in circles in the middle of the intersection, shouting. And while I'm on the sidewalk, my prayer life has changed, and I begin to pray the name of Jesus out loud towards him. Now, this is what I call a closed door for safety reasons. I'm just praying on the sidewalk. I am praying out loud. This is where my prayer life has changed. And Ben talks about this too. You can pray out loud on the sidewalks, people. Everyone's walking around distracted or they've got their earbuds in. No one's listening to you. And the one who needs to listen to you, he's listening. So I began to pray the name of Jesus towards him and he calms down. Now, was that an answer to my prayer? Or was he just physically exhausted from shouting? I don't know. But I am, for his sake, I'm grateful that he calmed down. I kept walking. I went into Marshall's that used to be out here on Market Street. And I am going through some of the hangers when a large man with a layer, layers larger than he was bumped up against me. And he quickly apologized and he went back to what he was doing. What was he doing? The minute that question entered my mind, so did fear. And my legs lock. And my hand is slowly moving through the coat hangers. And my eyes spot a light velvet gray dress with red stickers on the tag. Who loves red stickers on price tags? Anyone? Thank you. Thank you. At this moment, my brain has lost communication with my feet. My palms begin to sweat and my body temperature rose. Who loves it when that happens? Maybe the spouse of you who love the red stickers. That's what happens. Your body temperature rises when your spouse loves the red stickers so much. Anyway, something in my spirit told me to tap him on the shoulder and tell him that Jesus loves him. Now, how do I know that was the Holy Spirit? Because Shauna Pilgrim doesn't naturally think of this kind of stuff. So, in a whisper just loud enough for him to hear, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, I'm supposed to tell you that Jesus loves you. He loves you so very much. Well, he turns and when he looks at me, he gave me the most sincere thank you I think I've ever received. 
Now, while this is happening, a store employee comes to the other side of the man, and she has a basket in her hand. And she said, sir, would you like to put your store goods in this basket? Now, I love the way she asked that question. There was no shame, and there was no accusation in her voice. And I also love the fact that my feet came unlocked. And I grabbed that dress, and I went to the dressing room. And wouldn't you know it, it fit perfectly. (laughs) Because I had burned all the right calories in all the right places in that conversation. So my plan is to go to the checkout, to get to my meeting, and to process everything that just happened later. Except as I leave the dressing room, the man is standing there waiting on me. Now, don't think creepy. Think God. Think being a part of something bigger than yourself that you're going to try to retell the story one day and you just hope it comes across right. Think that. The man looked at me and he said, I'm not doing good. I'm actually in a really bad place. And you telling me that Jesus loves me is exactly what I needed to hear today. So here we were again, me, the man, and the Holy Spirit. I asked him what his name was. His name's Charleston. I shared him my name, and I let him know that I meant what I said. I also let him know that it was very hard getting those words out to him. And he seemed surprised because neither one of us knew each other, but we could make guesses about each other. In fact, we had made guesses about each other. I let him know that I go to a place where I feel loved and accepted and learn about Jesus. And of course, if you know me, I plugged the Alpha Course. And I had an epic invite card to give him. And being over at Marshall's on on Market Street, I got just to point him directly where we are today. And he received it, and he smiled, and and we parted ways. My work wasn't done. Because then I see the store employee who I thought had brought him the basket. And as I approach her, she tells me that the man had emptied everything into that basket because of what I had told him. She also told me she agreed with him. She affirmed with him what I had said. She wasn't just a store employee. She was the store manager of Marshall's, Maddie. She's also a Christian. So that day, the Holy Spirit used me and Maddie in Marshall's. Maddie was on the clock. She was at work. I was in between meetings, and Charleston was right where he needed to be to hear how much Jesus loves him. He wasn't at church. He was attempting to shoplift at Marshall's. This is why it matters that we live spirit-filled lives throughout the week. And I, looking at you and knowing who's watching online, you have spirit-filled stories too. When we are open and we are, are aware When we believe he can do it and we take courage, the Spirit can do so many amazing things in this great city of ours every single day of the week. So do you really believe that anything is possible with God? A few of you do. I'm going to ask it again. Do you really believe that anything is possible with God? Yes. My friend Jess Manuel is a church planter in Boulder, Colorado. She shared this with me recently, and I want to share it with you. Regarding the Holy Spirit, we want the filling without the yielding. We want an increase of the Holy Spirit in our lives, an outpouring of miracles, healings, spiritual awakenings, eyes to see, ears to hear. But when he asks us to do the smallest things in our daily lives, 
we are so quick to ignore it because it doesn't feel big enough. This is a picture of our oldest son, Elijah. He's the one with the pizza in his hand. He's almost 18. He's in elementary school in this picture. And beside him is his classmate and teammate, Lamont. In our family, we, we prayer walk around our schools before school starts back. It looks different now that they're in middle school and high school than it did in elementary school, but this is how it worked. The weekend before school starts back, we would prayer walk around the school. And teachers usually had the class roster posted, and we would screenshot it and go home. And the kids would take post-it notes, and they would write down every one of their classmates' name on a post-it note. Then we would put the post-it notes beside their bed so that during the school year, as we would tuck the kids in, we would ask them, who do you want to pray for tonight? And so it typically was the kid who wasn't at school that day because they're homesick, or maybe the kid who didn't have enough to eat at lunch, or the kid who had gotten in trouble, or the kid that just seemed sad. Well, Lamont wasn't just in Elijah's grade. Lamont was in every one of his classes, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. So I think we probably only wrote his name down once and then just reused the post-it note all those years. Well, what is also typical here in the city is that when you, graduate, when you finish elementary school, you end up at different middle schools and high schools from your elementary peers. So that's what happened. So we had lost touch with Lamont for years. They're both about to be seniors. In a strange event of a story, which I will have to tell you about later, Early 2021, I reconnect with Lamont's mom, and we swapped contact information. Well, a few months goes by, and she sent me a text, and it went something like this. Lamont has found Jesus. Do you and Ben mind meeting with him? Those are always awesome texts to get. I think this is the only one I've ever gotten, but those are awesome texts to get. So Ben and I meet up with Lamont at a coffee shop, and it is clear. You could tell that he had found Jesus. You see, this year, during a pandemic in San Francisco where everyone's doing school online, Lamont had a classmate who, through a series of chats online, introduced him to Jesus and led him to the Lord. And if you were in this room or you watched Father's Day service online, then you saw Ben baptize Lamont in this room. And tomorrow, when our students head to student camp, guess who's going to be on that bus? Lamont. Lamont. Yes. Church, if this is what the little stuff leads to, sign me up for the little stuff. Who's in for that? Who's in for that? Christine Kane said this, and I feel like it just says so much of what I've, I've felt in my heart this week. She posted this on social media. I love it when God does something so profoundly personal that you know, that you know, that you know he sees you. He does what only he can do to remind you he is God and there is no other. If you told anyone what he did, they probably wouldn't believe you. Makes me smile. It's us, you guys. It's us. We are the ones that the Holy Spirit gets to use in this city this week. So go and live spent. Go and live sent. 
go step into stories that the Holy Spirit has already prepared for each one of you who are going to make Jesus known this week. And then come back on Sunday. Yes, to refuel and to get encouragement, but to swap stories, to tell us what you got to be a part of this week because you stepped into stories that only he can write. Will you pray with me? Father God, you walked with us in the garden and you came alongside your people in the Old Testament. And as the Son of God in the person of Jesus, you came in human form to live among us. As the Spirit of the living God, you are here in this room and you are here inside of us. You've never left us. You have never gone away. We do not need to be afraid. We might have missed you this week. We might have have missed out on an opportunity because we were scared or we weren't paying attention. But Holy Spirit, you've never missed us. You might be invisible. And we might have this mentality that out of sight is out of mind. But that has never been true for you. You see us, God. Everything in this church, everything in this city, everything in our home and in our work and in our relationships and in our lives is under your control, your power, and your domain. God, would you help us to adapt to the direction that you are going and help us to go where you are going. Holy Spirit, in this moment, would you come rest on us? You're all we need. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on the Epic Church Podcast today. If you would like to learn more, you can go to epicsf.com. I want to also encourage you to download the Epic SF app so that you can keep up with everything that God is doing in and through this community in downtown San Francisco. 